Hi there and welcome to Voicebox, your eclectic weekly guide to the human voice and the best of the vocal music scene on public radio and podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Veltman. Thanks for joining me this evening. Our show kicked off tonight with a high-stakes moment from The Voice, a wildly popular NBC reality series in which solo singers try to defeat each other in sing-offs in front of a panel of celebrity judges. I Hate Myself for Loving You is an astute song choice, in my opinion. It pretty much sums up the paradox of this particular competitive environment where you have to duet beautifully with someone while at the same time try to knock them out of the competition. Singing, at least to my mind, is a collaborative activity. It doesn't strike me as being inherently competitive in the same way that football, pie-eating or drag racing lend themselves to the competitive spirit. And yet singing contests are huge all over the world and have been for thousands of years. They're not simply the domain of hit reality TV shows like The Voice and American Idol. From major international classical voice competitions such as the New York Metropolitan Opera's National Council auditions to Welsh Choral I. Steadfords to throat singing bouts between Inuit tribeswomen in Arctic Canada, people all over the planet are sizing up each other's voices in the same way that peacocks size up each other's plumes. On tonight's show, we're going to take a close look at a couple of kinds of singing competition that are popular here in the West. Competitions for solo classically trained voices and group a cappella singing contests. In an endeavour to better understand what performers and audience members get out of competitions, how they're run and why competitive singing still exists at all. My wonderful in-studio guests for tonight's conversation, Lara Downs and John Neal, come from the classical and a cappella competition worlds. Hello, John and Lara. Thanks for joining me in the studio this evening. Hello. Thanks for having us. John Neal is a British-born, Bay Area-based veteran producer of live arts events. And for more than 20 years, among other projects, John's been running the Harmony Sweepstakes a cappella festival. The Sweepstakes is one of the most high-profile a cappella contests around. And Lara is perhaps best known as an internationally renowned concert pianist. She's competed in and won many piano competitions herself. But what fewer people know about Lara is that she's the founder and director of a fast-developing national competition for emerging classical musicians based at the Mondavi Centre for the Performing Arts at the University of California at Davis. Every year, the focus of the Mondavi Centre Young Artists competition changes. And this year, it happens to be on singers. Before we get into our discussion, here's a track from Lara's CD featuring pieces by contemporary composers inspired by Bach's Goldberg variations, 13 Ways of Looking at the Goldberg. We'll hear Lara playing Fred Ledal's Chasing Goldberg. If you just joined us, welcome. I'm Chloe Veltman and this is Voicebox. We're looking at singing competitions this evening with John Neal, the director of the Harmony Sweepstakes a cappella competition, and Lara Downs, who heads up the Mondavi Centre Young Artists competition. Lara is best known to audiences as a classical pianist, and we just heard her perform Fred Ledal's Chasing Goldberg from her CD of new music inspired by Bach's Goldberg Variations, 13 Ways of Looking at the Goldberg. 
Laura, you've performed in competitions before as a pianist. What was the experience like for you? You know, I I wasn't one of those kids who loved competitions. I was I was one of those kids who um, sort of dreaded them and and didn't feel very much at home in that environment. And yet I did them. You know, it was just sort of the thing that one did for a certain period of time um, during the school years. Um, I think I felt very much um, like it was an artificial construct and not a place where I could shine and 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 feel natural and feel comfortable and that's probably has a lot to do with uh, the way I've developed this competition that I run now. So um, the composer Bella Bartok once famously said competitions are for horses not artists so given how much you disliked competitions when you were growing up Laura why are you running one now? (laughs) I think you know well hindsight right so I think that when I was in that arena as a young person um, I felt that it was one that was basically structured around negativity, right? That uh, going into the room, what you were doing was exposing yourself to uh, criticism and it was very vulnerable. And of course, in hindsight, I, I recognize that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a place to, to discover talent. And in the end, that's, that's really why all of these things exist. So I think looking back and looking forward, I wanted to create an environment that really felt that way from the get-go um, and, you know, and, and, and to support young talent in a constructive and positive way. John, uh, what's would you agree with Lara? What are your thoughts about you know why you would have a, a singing competition? Well, I think it does. A, it gives a great opportunity for uh, groups. It's hard for an up-and-coming new artist to get an audience in the first place. So the Harmony Sheepstakes, for instance, offers a large stage in front of an enthusiastic audience. It's a good experience for them. It's a good exposure for them. And uh, being having judges, as you've kindly done for us in the past, yeah, they, always, they always appreciate the uh, input from the judges also. So I see it more as a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. So why do you guys think human beings are so obsessed with competitions? We have competitions of all kinds, obviously, not just singing ones. Well, we're a competitive type of animal I guess we've mm. always striving to do better so I'm not very it. competitive myself I might add but in general we are indeed a, especially here in America a very competitive culture Laura you mentioned survival of the fittest just now can you elaborate on that a little well I think you know there's part of, within within any business or within any profession um, there is that I think there is that sort of jockeying for position but I also think there's something very human about this desire to to observe competition, I do, and um, I mean other animals do it as well, right? You mentioned peacocks, and um, there are these, you know, sort of inherent com- competitive um, impulses. And it's exciting. It's too. exciting. It's. We I mean, I find myself, you know, when you're watching the Olympics, it's incredibly exciting, and just there's something there's something inspiring about it, whether it's something that applies to you in any way or not. Mm-hmm. So the Olympics is one thing, though. I mean, it strikes me that sports maybe lend themselves better or more easily to a competitive environment than something like the arts. I mean, do you think competitions get in the way of making art in any way or do they help the artistic process in some way? Mm. Well, um, I th- the competition gives the artist something to work towards. It, um, it's easy to put things off for another day when you have a deadline of a competition coming up. There's something to strive for, something to work for. So it does add that uh, you know reason to get out there and 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 sing. Mm. And um, the more people singing, the better we all are for it. I think. You're tuned into Voice Box. Yeah. 
This is Voice Box. I'm Chloe Veltman. And on this week's show, I'm in the studio with Laura Downs and John Neal, who run, respectively, the Mondavi Young Artists Competition and the Harmony Sweepstakes a cappella Festival. We're chatting about singing contests. To find out more about our series, including how to make a much-needed donation to support our project, which is independently produced and non-profit, please visit voicebox-media.org. Donating is safe and easy through our online PayPal link. The track we just heard was Bonse Aba, a Zambian song. It was performed by the Mayflower Community Chorus of Marin County at a social gathering. That chorus, which has been around for decades, shares important roots with your organisation, John, the Harmony Sweepstakes a cappella competition. Can you tell us about the origins of your competition and how it grew from the start? Indeed. Uh, yes, the, uh, the Mayflower Community Chorus grew out of a um, British pub that's still there, the uh, Mayflower Pub. And uh, as you know, being English, we have a tradition in England of drinking beer and singing, mm-hmm. which is a whole show in itself right there. But <laughs> alcohol and singing seems to be a great combination. Uh-huh. But uh, about, what, 28 years ago now, we've been doing this for 28 years, uh, one of the members, Lisa Collins, um, decided that it would be fun for some of the smaller ensembles within the larger chorus to have an opportunity to perform. So she created this small local uh, competition that was held uh, at the uh, In Performance at Forest Meadows, which was a performing arts festival. Unfortunately, it's no longer active. But um, anyway, she was doing it as a local thing. It was fun. People was enjoying it. And I went along as a fan of a cappella singing and my little bells went off going, oh, wait, this is a good idea. Why don't we do this nationally? Mm-hmm. So I approached Lisa. She thought it was a great idea. She made me a partner. And we started to expand to the existing now uh, eight different cities where mm-hmm. we do the uh, competition. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a bit more about the format? So uh, there, are, there, are, there are local competitions in different parts of the country and then... Yes, we, we have what we call regional competitions mm-hmm. in New York, Chicago, Boston, L.A., Denver, uh, uh, Pacific Northwest, and uh, in front of celebrity judges, celebrity in our world, meaning, you know, choral directors and other vocal harmony singers and such. And um, the winning group, we fly, uh, so they win the, the prize of airfare and accommodation to here San Francisco to compete in the national finals, mm-hmm. which we hold every May at the Marin Veterans Auditorium. Mm-hmm. And it's grown over the 28 years. We sell out every sh- every every year, and it's an enthusiastic audience, and everybody. What one we haven't mentioned here yet is fun. The whole it's fun. <laughs> it's it's fun for the artists. It's fun for the audience. It's just a really fun night out, mm-hmm. having that edge of the competition. And it's not just the judges who get, I mean, the judges get to say who's the final winner, but the audience gets to choose a winner too, Indeed. That's something that Lisa started many years ago, and I think it's been a great element because the audience feels that, and they are involved also. Uh, Many of the groups uh, consider the audience favorite uh, award to be equal to winning the actual judges Mm -hmm. award too. Mm -hmm. So, um, and usually in recent years, the judges and the audience have agreed, but far from always and Mm -hmm. uh, as I say the audience gets to vote and they enjoy it they take it seriously and one thing just quickly I've noticed over the many years I'm the only one who gets to see the actual votes of the audience Mm -hmm. and everybody always gets votes Mm -hmm. and it's not just their mom or girlfriend (laughs) in the audience so uh, just uh, that's always been very interesting to me that whereas some people might consider this group is clearly better than that group and so on and so forth every group gets a decent amount of 
uh, votes. Nobody gets no votes or five votes, never. There's always a decent amount of votes. So can any a cappella group uh, in any style enter this competition? How do you go about... Yes, we we very much welcome. Yeah, we very much welcome all styles because you know there is the competition just for barbershop singers. There's a competition for collegiate groups, but we are open to all styles, and I think that's a big part of the appeal to the audience is how varied it is and mm-hmm. how interesting it is to see what the human voice can do, and people sometimes who are less familiar with the genre will think, oh, barbershop or doo-wop. Well, my, the human voice can do all kinds of wonderful things. Mm-hmm. So then anyone is, is sending Anybody their tapes can, to you? Yeah, does... exactly. I, I just recently have stopped using the word tapes. People don't have tapes anymore. They're sending digital files. They email us MP3 files these mm-hmm. days, yes. But people submit. We, uh, Depending on the region, they either have a little panel of people who choose or the regional producer chooses we choose the eight we usually have eight the eight best groups or the most varied groups and we always give special uh, uh, opportunity for new and -and up-and-coming groups as well well great let's hear from a couple of recent uh, competition winners uh, national competition winners the first track is what hurts the most performed by six appeal and uh, and that comes from the group's ep foreplay and that'll be followed by a humorous medley entitled blackbird performed by a group called high fidelity <laughs> I'm Chloe Veltman and this is Voicebox, Public Radio's weekly series about the human voice. Voicebox is available as a free weekly podcast on iTunes and at voicebox-media.org. Tonight we're chatting about singing competitions in the a cappella and classical music worlds with John Neal and Lara Downs, who direct, respectively, the Harmony Sweepstakes National A Cappella Contest and the Mondavi Centre Young Artists Competition. We just heard tracks by a couple of recent National Harmony sweepstakes competition winners, Six Appeal and High Fidelity. Lara, let's turn our attention to the competition you direct now. The Mondavi Young Artists competition is much younger than the Harmony sweepstakes. What caused you to start this competition and how has it grown since the beginning? Um, you know, it, it sort of grew out of itself. Um, when I first came to Mandavi Center about nine years ago, I was doing a family concert every year. And I started uh, 
inviting some young kids from the region to perform with me. Um, and that was about the time of the Mozart anniversary. So we did a couple of Mozart anniversary um, concerts, and they were very successful. And I realized that you know I should probably stop just inviting kids, and I should um, make more of an audition scenario so that there wouldn't be hurt feelings. And so we opened up auditions that first year and got sort of more applicants than we'd expected and from further afield. And um, again, just, you know, it was a beautiful concert with some incredibly talented young kids. And at the reception for that concert, some of the donors at Mandavi Center came up to me and said, we want to, you know, put some support behind this, start a scholarship fund. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there it was. And now we're seven years in and it's grown tremendously. So now we're, you know, we're hearing kids all around the country. Okay. Well, you the kids that you have in the competition play all kinds of different instruments. They're not just singers. But this year you're focusing on the voice. And why? Why this year the voice? Um, we sort of restructured this past year so that we are, um, instead of having multiple divisions and multiple categories, we have a, a junior division in piano, a junior division in strings and instrumentalists, and then one grand prize for more advanced, um, older applicants. And we, we just decided this first year to focus on the voice because the voice has been um, one of the sort of favorite uh, passions of the supporters of the competition and of the audiences. And uh, just seemed like a, a nice way to launch this larger, more prestigious award. So it's it's open to vocalists between the ages of 17 and 21, which still, you know, within the field, they're very, very young. Mm-hmm. How do you go about sourcing your competitors? Uh, we have a three-part process. There's a preliminary audition, a taped audition, um, again, where people send in recorded mm-hmm. applications. And then we've heard um, semi-final auditions in Portland, New York, and Davis. And then I'm heading to L.A. this week or next week. And then the finals will be in March at the Mandavi Center. Okay. Uh, what's the format of the competition in terms of in terms of how it goes down on the evening or what, on the day it, on yeah. the finals um, well you know by the time the finals roll around we've heard everybody three times it'll be the third time that we've heard them so um, I think that the jury will have probably for each finalist sort of um, an idea already in place about what they want to hear what they want to investigate more fully and they'll have a longer time on stage they'll probably have about 20 minutes it's a public event Mm -hmm. it's open to the public in Jackson Hall which is the large concert hall at Mandavi Center beautiful space Um, so you know it'll be very much like a live performance Mm -hmm. and um, then we'll announce the winners that evening and then the the winners concert is right away the next day well let's hear now from a couple of recent competition winners first we'll hear soprano Anush Avatician with the aria La Vergine degli Angeli from La Forza del Destino by Verdi and then countertenor Caleb Barnes performance of Vivaldi's Starbat Mater Thank you. 
You're listening to Voice Box, chatting with me, Chloe Veltman, about singing competitions tonight. Are John Neal, the director of the Harmony Sweepstakes a cappella competition, and Lara Downs, who heads up the Mondavi Centre Young Artists competition. We just listened to performances by a couple of recent Mondavi contest winners, soprano Anuj Avatisian and countertenor Caleb Barnes. For more detailed playlist information, please visit voicebox-media.org, where you can also check out our schedule, podcasts and other useful information about the series. So, um, Lara and John, what, in your opinion, makes a competition winner? What kinds of qualities do the judges prize these days? And do you think these qualities have changed over time? Entertainment. Entertainment Mm -hmm. value. Mm -hmm. And it's tough to qualify that. If there was a formula that you could write it down, then everybody would would do it. Talent, that essence is hard to define, Mm -hmm. but you know it when you see it. Lara, what about in your world? Normally, coming out of the classical field, we wouldn't talk about entertainment. That would be sort of a you know dirty word. It's not supposed to be entertaining or superficial anyway. But of, of course, it's all the same uh, feeling that we want to have of a human connection. And you, I think you said the whole package, and that is what we look for as well. You know, in in classical music now, the the standard of technical perfection is so high that it's sort of a non-issue. So it's not that we're looking for somebody who can play technically better than someone else or who sings better. It's really a question of how much uh, an artist can communicate. And I think that at our competition, we're very much aware of the realities of making a career in this business. And so, you know, of course, we are looking for a complete artist. And that, to me, means somebody who can communicate with an audience who has a a sense of self as a a full uh, persona um, and who's doing more than just playing or singing the notes. Entertaining. Entertaining people. We're in the entertain. It sounds so silly. And the amount of times I've had to say this, folks, we're in the entertainment business. That means we entertain people. Sounds silly, but I've had to say it more than a few times. This is the flower duet from Leo Delib's opera Lachme. You're tuned into Voicebox. I'm Chloe Veltman. We just heard a 2010 recording of the famous flower duet from Leo Delib's Lacme, and many of you probably recognise the voice from the beginning as belonging to Garrison Keeler, the host of American Public Media's A Prairie Home Companion. I love this track because it illustrates the cool kind of stuff that can happen to you if you win a big singing competition. Lara, please can you tell us about the singers featured on the track and how the recording relates to the Mondavi Young Artist competition? Well, one of them is Frederica von Stade, so yeah, she Frederica doesn't von need any introduction from me. And the other is Nicole Rayner, who uh, was one of our winners a few years ago and really one of my favorites of the kids who have come through the competition. Um, Nicole came to us from the Young Musicians Program at UC Berkeley and, um, as you heard, a big, beautiful voice that comes out of the most adorable 
little body with this huge smile. I mean, you talk about the it factor, you know, she's just a delightful girl and um, sang so beautifully for us. She's gone on to do some really interesting things as have so many of our winners. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yes, it helps. It certainly helps. Mm -hmm. So she wound up getting to sing with Frederica von Stade on the, A Prairie Home Companion. That's pretty great. Right. And I mean, you know, Frederica von Stade is another person who's been so tremendous in helping young artists and, you know, creating these opportunities and really mentoring and serving as a as a role model and more. Mm -hmm. What about other recent competition winners like Caleb Barnes and Anoush Avatissian, whom we heard earlier? What's happened to these singers since winning the Mondavi competition? Well, one of our main goals at Mondavi Center is, you know, not just to give you a, a check and say thank you very much for coming, but really to support these young artists in an ongoing way. So uh, we bring them back to the Mandavi Center stage as many times as we can and, and create other opportunities for them and just sort of see ourselves as an ongoing support mm -hmm. system. So Anush is a great example. Um, Anush actually just came back up to town. She, she's based in Southern California and she came up a few weeks ago to sing at Convocation mm -hmm. at UC Davis and she sang uh, the she's saying the national anthem in front of a you know a huge crowd and wow. it, i just thought you know what an interesting and different sort of an opportunity for her just to be heard just yeah. to you know make these connections um she's coming back in may um to sing on a family concert that i present every year we're doing a fantastic piece by bob capolo called gertrude mcfuzz um <laughs> and then we've just engaged her actually to come back and do a full solo recital in the 13 14 season mm -hmm. uh, which has become now an ongoing feature uh, we have one of our yac alums every year on the debut series um and as i said you know we have these partnerships with festival del sole and with img and so you know we're we're pushing them <laughs> That's great. In the classical music world, the, the mother of all singing competitions, most people think, is the New York Metropolitan Opera National Council auditions. And the winners of this international and extremely high stakes contest, people like Thomas Hampson, Frederica von Stade, Stephanie Blythe and Nathan Gunn, often go on to have international careers. Um, Dara, where does the Mondavi competition sit in relation to the, to the Met National Council auditions? Do you view your competition as a stepping stone towards the Met contest? Uh, do you even see the, the competition as a model for what you're doing at the Mondavi Center, or has it really got no bearing on, on what's going no, on with I you? I think very much so. I think that, you know, we are looking at ourselves as sort of a training ground for that next step, whether it's the Met Council or the Concert Artist Guild. That's another partnership mm -hmm. that we've developed so that, um, you know, when, when these young people are at the next phase, four years down the line, and they're going on to this sort of more... Um, Sort of pre-career competitions, this has been a, a really valuable opportunity. John, um, the two groups we heard earlier in the show, Six Appeal and High Fidelity, got a great deal out of winning the Harmony Sweepstakes. Can you tell us about what these groups have gone on to accomplish since triumphing in the competition? Well, it was more happy coincidence, uh, but uh, the, the day or two, the, the, the High Fidelity won the Harmony Sweepstakes on the Saturday night. On the Monday, Tuesday, the following week, I get a phone call, as I often do. I do get these calls reasonably often, this time from the Carson D Daily TV show they were saying we have these skits coming up we're looking for like a comedy quartet i go well just this past weekend the high fidelity they're a, a comedy quartet and they're from la and here's their phone number so mm -hmm. by the end of the week they were already booked on the carson daily show which they ended up becoming a regular ah, fe feature they got great. their side card and all, all kinds of things so mm -hmm. that was just serendipity but still within the week they got themselves a tv thing uh, Six Appeal, our current winners, um, I was able to secure them a, uh, an agent in, a, in the 
presenter performing arts world that should and it takes a little while they had to do the showcases and so but by this by next summer they should start doing those gigs and that's a big step up from the gigs they're doing now and in that when we have a community so to speak in acapella there's um, thanks to the internet now there's the the word gets out pretty darn quickly so mm. winning this people all around the country, all the acapella fans, oh, we've got to see the latest How Many Sweepstakes champs. So mm-hmm. it does help. They put it in their press kits, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Now, competitions don't always automatically secure fame and fortune for winners. What are some of the factors, Lara and John, that might get in the way of a solo singer or ensemble hitting the big time after winning a major competition? I think that one of the hardest times in a young artist's life is this period when you're still in school, you may be winning competitions and things are quite easy and then it stops. You know, you're done with school and you're out in the real real world and there's this, this kind of constant cycle of competition win, equaling concert, equaling another concert. It just stops. It just stops dead. And I remember, you know, I remember going through that transition uh, because even though I didn't like competitions, I did pretty well in some of them and there was this really lovely period, you know, when it was just sort of this full plate of, of competition-generated work. And when that stops and you have to sort of evaluate yourself as an artist and and uh, make decisions that are going to perpetuate new things, it's very, very difficult and it's a real test I think of um, you know the, the the ability to sustain a career so that that's something that we're almost looking ahead to within this competition knowing that there's going to be that transitionary time for all of these young people who are who we're supporting now and so we're trying to put things in place for them mm-hmm. to help them prepare themselves to meet that challenge like anything in life it's what you make of it and so we've had a groups who've taken and run with it like this year's winners six mm-hmm. appeal we've had other winners who um for you know they've got their own lives to lead and sometimes they're singing as a hobby uh-huh. or an, as something they enjoy doing but they can't see they can pay the bills and raise their family which is not true many groups yeah, do yeah you mentioned there was this group da capo that won fairly recently and i guess that was the situation well that's it they there's hardly such a thing as they were a barbershop quartet and there's hardly such a thing as a professional barbershop mm-hmm. quartet the disneyland and disney world have have groups mm-hmm. uh, and they are pro- professional but most of them like da capo they have day jobs this is their interest they enjoy doing it, and they're very mm-hmm. very good at it uh-huh. but it's the old adage of, you know, don't give up your day job. You know? <laughs> well, let's hear a track from Da Capo now. It's a version of the Michael Bublé song, I Just Haven't Met You Yet. I'm not surprised not everything lasts. I've broken my heart so many times I stop keeping track. Talk myself in, I talk myself out, I get all worked up, then I let myself down. I tried so very hard not to lose it. I came up with a million excuses. I thought I thought of every possibility. The 2011 Harmony Sweepstake winners Da Capo with I Just Haven't Met You Yet. You're tuned into Voice Box with me, Chloe Veltman. Don't forget you can access our free podcasts, playlists and all kinds of other info about our series at voicebox-media.org. 
we're chatting about singing competitions in the classical music and contemporary a cappella worlds with Lara Downs of the Mondavi Centre Young Artists Competition and John Neal of the Harmony Sweepstakes Festival for a cappella singing. One thing I find interesting when I compare your two events, Lara and John, is that the Mondavi Centre competition offers prize money to contestants and the Harmony Sweepstakes competition doesn't, though you do fly finalists to the Bay Area for the finals, John. Please can you tell us about the rationale behind your respective decisions regarding prize money? For me, uh, it's a really expensive thing to be studying music at the level that these young people are. So I look at these scholarships that we are fortunate to be able to offer as, you know, really financing this this preparation that they're going through right now. I don't mm-hmm. think that anybody's taking vacations to Hawaii with the um, with the with the money that they're winning from us. Um, so we have a six thousand dollar grand prize and then um, the five thousand dollar prize from Festival del Sole and other prizes. And I really, you know, I this is something I hear time and again from the young people and their parents, you know, that this this money helps so much. Yeah. The, the, these these kids are traveling all over the world for competitions and, you know, other opportunities. Right, and singing coaches don't come cheap, that's no. for sure. And throat lozenges. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> John? Well, we actually did used to offer cash prizes, and uh, we still do offer uh, sponsor prizes. They get free 1,000 CD replication and so on and so forth. Um, partly, frankly, we're not supported by any grant money. We're supported solely by ticket sales. Mm-hmm. So with the expense of flying people in and putting them up in a nice Sheridan hotel and so on, we there's not a lot of budget left but also um this isn't about money that mm-hmm. i i one thing that turns me off and sometimes with groups if one of their very first questions is what's the buyer's money mm-hmm. you know that's not really what we're about mm-hmm. it's and you know five grand is is good for an individual split six eight ways to a group doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean that much money anyway and I, and i'm not just being a, a cheap producer here, really it's it's not about the money it's about the fun when you start adding money to it it adds although this radio show is about competitions mm-hmm. and of course i produce a competition mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. frankly downplay the competitive mm-hmm. nature of it. Well, it's called a festival, isn't it? I do call it a festival rather than a competition. Mm-hmm. My Pat's comment is always, we're a celebration and gathering of a cappella singing that happens to be a competition. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I don't want people, and we have had it in the far distant past, just getting a little too competitive and standing off in a corner and kind of glaring at everybody else. And mm-hmm. uh, But whereas now we have a genuine camaraderie, everybody's friends, they support each each other one of the comments the group say on their blogs or facebook pages afterwards was how fun it was to meet the other groups so i want to keep that that mm-hmm. spirit you mm-hmm. know five grand ain't gonna make much difference but when it's for a million dollars or something it it changes that <laughs> dynamic well on the subject of prize money i recently heard about a new vocal music focused reality tv series which is being developed by the producers of the voice um, on The Winner Is, as it's called, singers are going to fight for a $1 million prize. And the show's big twist, apparently, is that it will focus on head-to-head battles. And before the results are revealed, singers will be able to negotiate deals with their opponents, choosing to exit the show in exchange for a predetermined cash prize or continue on in the game. And the amount of money each duel is worth will increase with every round right up until the finale. And after the finale voice-offs, each contestant will have the chance to walk away with 100 
$100,000 or they can leave it on the table and await for the jury to vote and get votes in from the viewers to give them a shot at the $1 million prize. What do you make of this idea, Laura and John? Well, I think you just said several words there. Fight, battle, duel. I don't like those words. That's where the harmony sweepstakes. We're about harmony, not about fighting and battling. Laura? I guess, you know, joking aside about the exposure that these kinds of shows are giving to music in general, I think that there's kind of a line that we may be getting close to. And um, I, I, I worry about the notion that what all that all that you would need to be successful in music is that one shot, you know, on TV, that one moment in front of a crowd that this whole thing. I I was recently staying with um, some people in Texas. I was at a, a festival and uh, my hosts had a young granddaughter who was dancing for us mm-hmm. after dinner. And I said, oh, she's so good. She should have dance lessons. And the little girl said, no, I don't need dance lessons. I'm, I want to go on America's Got Talent. And I mm-hmm. thought, you know, this is the thing. If young people are looking at all of these shows and thinking, really, you know, that's all I need is my, my sheer talent and that, you know, that mm-hmm. lucky break. I think it's um, that's a, a sort of a dangerous mm-hmm. message. The winner takes it all. Losers standing small beside the victory. That's her destiny. I'm Chloe Veltman, and this is Voicebox. Tonight we're discussing the world of vocal music competitions with John Neal, the director of the Harmony Sweepstakes a cappella competition, and Lara Downs, who runs the Mondavi Centre Young Artists Competition. To find out more about Voicebox, please visit voicebox-media.org. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Plus, our free weekly podcast series is available on iTunes. Lara and John, what keeps you believing in the competitions you direct and the idea of vocal music contests more generally? Well, for me personally, as a producer, it's, uh, it's standing at the back of the uh, audience uh, doing a competition and seeing a full house of people having a great time and seeing the groups up there thoroughly enjoying themselves. That, that to me, is great satisfaction right, right there, wow. which I think would be lost if we started to have too much money or too much battling and dueling and such. Mm-hmm. Laura? I think for me it's... Um the opportunity to connect with these young people, to discover these young people who are so talented. And when I say that, you know, as I, as, as we've been discussing, it's really a question of a full artistry that's, you know, that's there, that's blossoming, and to know that we're going to make a difference. Because honestly, you know, as, as an artist myself, I know how hard it is. Mm. And so just knowing that they're going to have this support during a critical time, it's, it really means a lot to me personally. Yeah, it really is. I've noticed with my groups too, winning the Harmony Sweepstakes or any competition can really validate what you do. One thing, I've not just been a producer of the Harmony Sweepstakes, I've been producing live events for almost 30 years now. And one thing that seems to be a pretty constant, which is surprising with the performing artists, is how insecure many of them actually are. So winning the Harmony Sweepstakes or winning uh, Laura's event, winning any kind of competition, it really is a boost to their not just their ego so much as their confidence Mm -hmm. and i've had many a group naturally seven who's gone one of our winners who's gone on to to great success they always credit the fact winning the harmony sweepstakes showed them hey 
we got something here, you know. Well, let's take a longer musical break now and hear from four different solo artists and groups that have scored high in a cappella and classical singing competition history in this country. First up, we'll hear from a couple of Met National Council audition winners, Stephanie Blythe and Nathan Gunn. And then we'll switch gears and hear from a cappella champions, the Ed Lowe's and the 17th Avenue All-Stars. For detailed playlist information, please visit voicebox-media.org. I'm Chloe Veltman and this is Voice Box. We're talking about singing competitions this evening. My guests are John Neal and Lara Downs. We just heard from four singing competition winners from the classical music and a cappella genres who've gone on to have stellar careers, in part as a result of winning major competitions. The artists in order of play were Stephanie Blythe, Nathan Gunn, The Edlos and the 17th Avenue All-Stars. Playlist information about the tracks can be found at voicebox-media.org. Well, we're approaching the end of the show. Um, I have one last question for you, John and Lara, however. Can you please share a few tips with people out there who might be interested in entering competitions about how to thrive in a competitive setting? My, my first 
words of advice would be look like you're happy to be there. Yeah, <laughs> I would know, agree entirely. Walk into the room with a smile. I can't tell you how many times somebody comes into the room and they just, you know, sometimes a, a look that really means I'm nervous and I'm afraid translates into, you know, this is the last thing I want to be doing today. And it sounds silly, but just that first point of contact really should be a strong one. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And that's, again, another advantage of competitions. It gives them that experience and it's that much more intense when it's a competition so they're that much more nervous so there's that much more they have to overcome stage fright as i said earlier is something even the most polished performers seem to suffer or or feel sometimes so but putting them had the more experience they have in a competition setting the less nervous they will be okay well thanks for the great advice and well it's time to say goodbye so thanks very much lara and john for joining me in the studio tonight it's been excellent conversing with you both thanks so much this thanks. was really fun thank you chloe to find out more about the harmony sweepstakes a cappella festival please visit harmony-sweepstakes.com and information about the mondavi center young artists competition can be found at mondaviarts.org slash Young Artists, and that's M-O-N-D-A-V-I-A-R-T-S dot org slash Young Artists. Voicebox is an independently produced non-profit project recorded at the studios of KALW in San Francisco. The series producer is Seth Samuel and the web editor is Victoria Lim. Please support Voicebox. Find out how you can become a member of our inner circle for as little as $5 a month or make a one-time donation by visiting voicebox-media.org. We're a non-profit project, so all donations made to us are tax deductible. Hooray! Send us your questions and comments to info at voicebox-media.org and please connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. If you're looking for me on Twitter, I'm at Chloe Veltman. Let's go out with a clip from Pitch Perfect, a Hollywood movie set in the world of vocal music competitions. In this clip, our heroines, the members of the a cappella group The Bellas, remix Just the Way You Are. The combative spirit doesn't loom large in this scene. It's all about making harmony. Have a songful week. I'm